Uh, welcome to another episode of the Max Cast. I'm Max Marcus. Today, our guest is a uh, very funny comedian, Ariel Dundas. How's it going? Hi. Uh, it's going. It's going well. Uh, I just no one will see this, but I want to point out that I'm wearing a uh, staff shirt from City Field that uh, I got because I was going to work there. Uh, and then on my last day of training, uh, COVID shut down uh everything like last march so i just got a shirt instead of a job but it worked out because i think it's a cool shirt is city field the vets yeah okay i'm proud of myself for knowing that yeah they're the mets it would have been really cool um i was gonna be uh in the delta section or whatever it's called which is actually weird now um, yeah, <laughs> but that's where all their uh their like high profile guests sit like right behind home plate. So I could have there's a world where I got to bring a hot dog to Bill Maher, but now that probably won't oh. happen. It is a beautiful world. Yeah. How do we feel about Bill Maher? Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty mixed. I think he's uh. He, I think I think Trump broke him, and he's definitely gotten weirder. But I guess he's always been an asshole, and uh, he's yeah, always been kind of weird. And I think he he was anti-vax before it was like. Uh, oh, is he anti-vax? I haven't even been following. <laughs> he was. It, I don't know. I think he's probably. I don't know his opinion on like the COVID vaccine, but I know for years he's always like, "Well, you get so many vaccines, we don't know what's in all of them." And it's like <laughs> I think. I mean, but the doctors still like what. Did <laughs> Yeah, we've like structured our society so that we only have to worry about things that we like are experts in. Like, yeah, I, I think it's also it's just it's so funny to me all of these like millionaires because he like whines about cancel culture a lot. Yeah, uh, and like I do, I do think cancel culture is like real, and internet life is kind of bizarre and tenuous or whatever but like all of these like millionaires just like whining about how they can't say anything and it's like yeah you have yeah. so much money for talking what <laughs> what are you talking about yeah I mean Bill Maher said the n-word and nothing happened so it's like <laughs> he was fine right people were upset yeah people were really upset um I yeah, came and told him Ice Cube uh, came, went on the show and told him why it's so fucked up, and then everyone, and then we moved on. So if anything, that shows that it wasn't really cancel culture because they were just they called him out. Uh, he, I think he did apologize, and then like it was somewhat of a learning uh, thing uh, again through Ice Cube, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, and he still has his show for like twenty years. Yeah, I mean he did. He, he lost a show after 9-11. Yeah, he said some 9-11 comments. Um, yeah. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, he... Because uh, I don't know. <laughs> he probably said, don't. I know, I know. He, he said... The 9-11 hijacker... It is ridiculous that people were upset about this, actually. I, But he said that the 9-11 hijackers weren't cowards. Yeah. that people like, I don't know why that was our go-to insult for the 9-11 hijackers because they were a lot of terrible things I just want to clarify yeah. I'm anti 9-11 hijacker as well but yeah was I, just, I don't think they were like like cowards what they did was technically requires like a lot of bravery yeah I think we just yeah. always associate bravery with good uh and cowardice with bad which doesn't make right. that much sense and also, you could just call them terrorists. That's a pretty loaded word and also yeah. accurate. <laughs> I mean, mass murderers. Yeah. You know, like, um, I think it was sort of like, I guess we, America was in a very, like, martial mood. And, like, if, like we were, like, yeah. very warlike. And I think we've always kind of been there. Yeah. But it was, like, <laughs> it was ramped up. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it was, and I mean, his show was called Politically Incorrect, and he said something that was politically incorrect, and that he got canceled. But that was like 20 years ago, and he's like, it's so much worse now, and it's like, 
Yeah. Well, oh, also, yeah. wasn't it? Wasn't I? Don't remember. Was it on ABC? Was politically cor- incorrect on ABC? I think so. That sounds. About so that's right. like Disney. So Disney let him get away with a lot for a while. Although I don't yeah. know when Disney bought ABC, and I don't actually care enough to look it up. It. ABC by then. You think they yeah. did? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, because they owned ABC like well. Yeah way before marvel but marvel was only like 2008 i don't know yeah marvel's way more recent and then i think star wars uh, yeah they just own everything they have espn they're uh yeah they really own the entertainment industry did you um did you ever watch cloud atlas <laughs> no i didn't see cloud atlas it's visible i the book okay but there's there's a part where they're in like a post-apocalyptic future Mm-hmm. and um they call in the post-apocalyptic future they call all movies disney's oh that's and funny that's, like that's, i was like that's pretty accurate about uh where this is all headed yeah for sure and uh i don't know i don't mind disney being so powerful uh it's when amazon tries buying up all the properties of old movies and it's just like that i think is weirder and also i don't know i trust i trust whoever's running disney more than i trust um bezos i think (laughs) i mean they're both they're both bad i mean it's also like um i'm not like a huge movie nerd or anything but it is it is why there are some movies that you just can't get now. Just like, not even like intentionally. They're just like 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 movies that were like mildly popular in like the eighties or nineties that are just like not on any streaming streaming platforms. Yeah, if like, it's not on a streaming platform, it basically doesn't exist now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of a problem. Like, I think there was, um, these statistics came out in, like, um, like, in the middle of 2020, they were doing, like, an analysis of, like, um, how many movies on Netflix were from, like, the 2010s, Mm. the 2000s, the 90s, 80s. And this is six months into 2020, and they already had more content from the 2020s than the 1990s wow but is that because it's they're just producing so much that they're just funneling their own movies into it yeah yeah i think that's a big part of it and also i mean they i guess they've decided that um people don't want to watch movies from the 90s yeah yeah i think i mean it'll probably I bet it'll be more in like the coming decades because I feel like it's there's like a little bit of 90s nostalgia now, but especially for like film, it's still mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's going to be a couple more decades before Turner Classics is playing like um, Pulp Fiction. Right. So I, I mean, think if they ever do that, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like our... Uh, civilization doesn't collapse and <laughs> Turner classic movies continues to exist. Yeah, but, I mean, if everything well, else, if climate change takes down the planet and everything is destroyed, I think the one thing that'll stay is Turner classic movies. <laughs> I think that's going to be that is the, the most constant. Thing, uh, in our society. That's, I think if that's why we're trying to get to Mars, just to bring over all the reels of Turner classic movies and store them right. in some vault in Mars. Um, what do you think about the 18-year-old who went to space with Bezos? Um, uh, I, it, it was really wild that they, like, framed it as, like, an accomplishment. Yeah. Because they were, like, he was the youngest person to ever be in space. But it's, like, first of all, the person who, like, actually won the auction had, like, a scheduling conflict, which, honestly is like such a baller move yeah. <laughs> to spend $25 million on something and just be like, oh, on Tuesday? I can yeah. do that. 
Thing. Yeah, that's a power move. Yeah. But then they were like, uh, so the guy just told Jeff Bezos, just pick someone. And he could have picked anyone, but mm -hmm. he just like, he picked the runner up. This guy was bidding for his son to go and he just picked the runner up and just mm -hmm. chose 18 year old. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's also like, it lasted like 15 minutes. The also, they thing. didn't go to space. Yeah. I like that they kept being like they went to the edge of space. And it's like, okay, so that's not space. <laughs> that's like, I wonder, do you remember when that guy um, jumped off of that like platform? Yeah, for Red Bull. Do you think they got higher than him? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think a little bit, but probably not by much. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Um, I will say, like, I get most of my media from, from Twitter now, uh, and so everybody was, like, very, like, anti, Twitter doesn't like billionaires, or at least yeah. my side Twitter doesn't like billionaires. Yeah. But I happened to, like, see him being interviewed on, like, the CBS News or something. Um, yeah, it must have been, because, uh. And they, they were just kissing his ass yeah. so hard. And it was real. I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the media really likes children of uh, billionaires. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, so much. Um, I don't know. That's why I think it's funny when people talk about, like, the, the liberal media. It's like, it's not that liberal. I mean... <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, I guess liberal in the sense of like, uh, whatever, the Obamas, Clintons, and Bidens, that kind of liberal, I guess they right. are. But it's not like, but to be like, oh, this leftist Marxist media, it's just like, I mean, they're pretty all about profit and are pretty shameless about that and like yeah. and are mean, kind of upfront. Like, I also think that CNN did more to get trump elected than like fox news yeah because he was he was great ratings he was good television they loved it they like during the 2016 primaries he got like more press coverage than all the other candidates like including hillary and bernie combined yeah. well he's not getting as much now and i know that it's still early and but he is like starting to do rallies do you think it's just that because he's not on twitter they can't report on the tweets or do you think it's just that it's like kind of boring now and people are just like he's like he kind of maybe lost the whatever i think i think, I think not being on uh twitter like hurts him a lot um that's like um it's funny uh i'm now blanking on the first do you got do you know is it jg vance J.D. Vance. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't know who that is. He's this current conservative politician. He wrote uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm very mad at uh, the, like, quote-unquote liberal movie stars and producers who made that movie. Has Even it been though, made yet? Yeah. It, <laughs> it didn't do very well. So maybe it was like a sabotage job where they were like, we'll make this movie unwatchable. I heard that they were making it. Um, but yeah, it, I, it came out on Netflix like during the pandemic. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, they did not promote it at all. <laughs> um, there was like, yeah, it, was, it, it just sort of like. Well, isn't he also like disingenuous because he's like, oh, what it's like people for this, like the forgotten America. And it's like, oh, well, you went to like Yale and are like not right. a hillbilly. He's also, yeah, like he grew up in Ohio and just spent his summers in Appalachia with his grandmother. And like, so he's calling himself a hillbilly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the reason why I bring him up is he still has Twitter so, and he's like, he's definitely like what to be he's like running for governor i think at the moment yeah uh but he definitely like has presidential aspirations it's pretty clear. and it's like hard to know because he's like the only one who's still like using twitter so it's hard to know if he has an advantage or 
in the conservative mind because he still has a Twitter account because he didn't like support the insurrection <laughs> or if Twitter doesn't matter because you need somebody who like supported the insurrection. Well, a lot of people who supported the insurrection still have Twitter. It's really just Trump who got deplatformed. Right. Matt Gates is still on Twitter. And I know that because I like uh, comment on a lot of his stuff about um, <laughs> like if I can get Coke. <laughs> Does he ever respond? No. Um, <laughs> you know, he's also, you know, he's latched onto the Free Britney movement. Yes, I saw. Which is like good news because that means it's like, if he if he's glomming onto it, that means that like hopefully uh, the end. And everyone is basically. Yeah. Uh, that it's like in his if it's in his political best interest to support free Britney, then maybe we will actually free Britney. I don't know. What do you think? I've had this thought though, because obviously I think she should be freed, and it's definitely like some like abusive power trip for her father to keep control of the money. But what if she doesn't still need like some kind of help? And when she's freed, it's just like, it's a train wreck and like really bad. Right. I mean, the whole system is uh, just really vile. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, I was listening to a journal, like a disability rights. I'm not like an expert, but like really what should happen is, I've forgotten what this model is called, but there's some model where they would be like, where if you were somebody who's mentally ill, you would like uh, have like a board of advisors basically. Mm. And when you were uh, at your most clear, you could like set out the parameters, like here, I'll just consult them in these fields that they can have control over Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. But, yeah, it can be really terrible. I, I do also know, like, sometimes family members will, like, um, put their ch- children, for example, in conservatorships because they're afraid that the government's going to do it. And if the government does it, the government does not give a shit about, it does, like, a poor job mm. uh, taking care of people. Oh, interesting. I thought it was basically only something that was done for like old people who were like, like yeah. towards like, the end and like and make sure they don't fuck their will or whatever. Right. But like, that's like, I guess the like test case that people use. But it's, I mean, like, also like Britney is not the first, um, you know, pop star to be in this situation. Um, God, I'm blanking. The guy from the Beach Boys, Brian. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he was in the he was in one. Yeah, he's also bipolar. Um, Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's tough. Also, sometimes people make mistakes, and they should just be allowed to make them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, just the fact that, like, in hindsight, the thing that we were the most, like, upset about is that she shaved her head. Like, like that matters at all. Yeah. Yeah, that that was... What is going on? This is unbelievable, you know? Yeah, I went back and rewatched the the Leave Britney Alone guy, Mm -hmm. uh, his video. Um, and, and it, yeah, and it was funny because it's like he was the only one speaking on that, but he definitely, um, you know, the message definitely got muddied in the uh, in the presentation. Yeah, but I mean, it's also like um, Perez Hilton also like he he can just shut up. Uh, who I don't <laughs> who. Did you say who? Yeah, what did you say? You said <laughs> Do you know who Perez Hilton is? Isn't that like the magazine? <laughs> I mean, he, so he had a blog about like a celebrity um, where he was like incredibly mean. To oh, that was a person's name? I mean, it was, it's not his actual name. Yeah. That was like his pseudonym. Except he was never actually like his identity was never actually hidden i don't think 
but mm. he um but he was like incredibly incredibly mean um and then like he became so famous he was like friends with all the celebrities so then he became nice yeah sort of but he was incredibly harsh to Britney and now he's like we we need to like let her and it's like you are part of the problem man. yeah <laughs> I don't know what to tell you yeah yeah I don't know um I guess the other thing just uh I wanted to talk about was mm-hmm. uh we kind of touched on it that you uh gone you're uh big in like the, the twitter world more uh, definitely more than i am yeah um, and just uh what you i guess kind of with the the just cancel culture stuff how it really seems like on there like um i don't know do you think it is overblown or like what just what do you think like i, uh, I think it like online communities are uh i have like a lot of uh, Twitter friends, everybody listening to this, follow me on Twitter at Ariel Dundas. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, no, I think the, the thing that's, like, kind of frustrating about, like, cancel culture conversations is that they'll, like, all gear towards, like, when powerful people, when people try and criticize powerful people, they, um, they'll be like, this is cancel culture and it's bad. And then nothing really terrible happens to them. And they, like, for example, like Joe Rogan will be like, you can't say anything anymore. And it's like, he, he releases like 21 hours of podcasts every week and makes hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, yeah. so, but like, um, but you know he is also powerful and there are people like in online communities a lot of people who are very active on twitter myself included um uh maybe suffer from uh, mental illness um i don't know if that's the correct terminology please don't <laughs> yeah uh it ha- you know um and um sometimes uh it's also tough because like an online relationship can be very like one-sided mm-hmm. or um, like it just means it's not like totally one-sided but it means much more to one person than it mm-hmm. does to the other person. And then the internet is not a good place for conflict uh, resolution. Yeah. That it all gets framed in this context of uh, good people versus bad people, which is like two people can, I I don't really think the world is like, I don't think there are good people and bad people. I think we're all just kind of trying our hardest and you know, Jeff Bezos maybe is a bad person. Yeah. (laughs) But even then I bet he's like nice to his dog or whatever. I don't know. Um, Also he doesn't have Twitter, which uh, is good. Um, so, <laughs> I'm rambling, but like, uh, so online conflict can quickly turn into this, like people who are not involved in the situation have grown attached to the idea of one person or the other, and they'll really be trying to figure out who the bad person is and who the good person is mm-hmm. rather than, uh, trying to like be compassionate but it can also be like maybe there was some kind of relationship that meant more to person a than person b um and if say there's conflict between person a and person c (laughs) sorry uh person B might be like, I just don't want to get involved because I don't really know these people. Yeah. Um, But like person A can feel like that was like this huge betrayal because that relationship was important to them. Uh, The point being is I do think cancel culture exists 
but I don't think the victims are hugely famous comedians who whine about it constantly. Yeah. I think the, the victims are ordinary people who uh, make mistakes or um, yeah, or maybe they have heinous views. I don't know. I'm not talking, if anyone's listening to this and trying to figure out what specific conflict I'm talking about, I'm not. There are literally hundreds. Yeah, that's like the whole website. Right, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I think people get frustrated because I think um, it's just like, uh, you know, they want to cancel like Louie uh, and then he keeps going and like is touring. And then there, it's. I feel like there's definitely. I feel like the rage builds on Twitter just because it's like, hey, we're tweeting that this person shouldn't be doing this, and they still are. And it's like, well, <laughs> there might not be um, a uh, you know. I think I think people can think that like because they have um, whatever, even a large following, even like let's say like thirty thousand people following them, and they can get it. You know, it's that likes and retweets doesn't. Com- doesn't uh translate to uh right. i mean anything in the real world for the most part like hard i'm trying to remember the statistics but only like 20 percent of america like has a twitter account wow and only like i think it's like only two percent of people i I'm very sure about the 20%. I'm less sure about the statistic, but it's something like 2% of the people on Twitter are like responsible for like the vast majority of tweets. So it is like a very um, niche sort of existence. You can also end up in these and like um, weird silo. One of the things that's like- It's like bubbles, right? Yeah, but it's one of the interesting things is I've sort of, and I, I don't necessarily think bubbles are like the worst thing in the world. Like as long as you're trying to try to be aware that that's what you're in. Oh, well, I think living in New York City is a bubble. Uh, oh yeah, and I think it's like I think it's the best bubble. It's a it, very it comfortable is. bubble. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's like one thing that's interesting is the way the TikTok algorithm works. Mm-hmm. Like because um i mean it's very 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 good but like one of the things that um the tiktok algorithm cares most about whether or not it doesn't care if you like a video it doesn't really care if you comment on a video it cares if you watch the entire video yeah uh but if you're commenting on a video uh like you're you're it continues watching the video. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if you comment on um, a video, it will, if you watch a video all the way through, it will then send it to people who are like you, mm-hmm. which means that it can kind of get out of ideological bubbles because like, for example, totally hypothetical, situation where like somebody made like some kind of TikTok against the like January 6th insurrection and then like one Republican watches it all the way through because they're mad about it and then it will send it to like much more Republicans and then they'll like send you a bunch of death threats and then you'll have to put it on private. I'm talking about something that happened to me. How how does the algorithm on Parler work? I don't know. I'm not well. I I still have it on my phone. I don't even know if I do. I think because it like went away and then I think it's back. Right, do I but still you have it on my phone? Download it from the app store anymore because uh, can you not? It just didn't. Um, the UX uh, on that was terrible. Yeah, and that um, I forget what it was. There was something like. Um, you couldn't post external links or like videos unless um, you, you gave like your driver's license. 
Yeah, or like social security number. You had to like give them like a government, <laughs> which I thought was the most interesting because it's these groups that like don't trust big tech, don't trust the government, and then are just giving big tech their like their government documents just to be able to like whatever call Hillary a bitch on a different platform. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I do sort of understand in the sense that like there is a dating app that you need to like give a picture of either your passport or your driver's license to and about once a week I'm like maybe I'm gonna do it yeah. like I understand the appeal of wanting to do it but now it seems like we're just in this cycle where uh conservative tech people want to make a quick buck where they um, will like make a new, they'll make like conservative Twitter or whatever, Gabber. There was an, another one recently. Is Gabber a thing? Gab is a thing. <laughs> but like Gab, I think still exists, but they'll do this thing where they'll like, they'll make a conservative version of Twitter um, that is sort of destined to fail. Uh, because like they'll be like we want free speech but then people will go on and say like non-conservative things and then they'll like freak out which is the fun yeah that is the funniest thing about parlor i think you've mentioned this before yeah that they're all like against safe spaces but like it is like the biggest it's safe the space. ultimate safe space they literally like want they're like they're like go back to your like safe space on Twitter. And it's like, dude, that's what you're doing. I'm coming into <laughs> your space and you're freaking out. Um, I like being in the, in the other space. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's also just like, are the people who made Parler or Gab or any of these things, are they conservative or are they just still more liberal tech bros who are like, dude, this is so funny. We can, uh, we can profit off of these guys. I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think yes to both. I think probably they have like, I think they're probably not people who think of themselves as conservative, but probably have pretty like. Yeah. Uh, like maybe like libertarian, like, you know, Silicon Valley is also like incredibly libertarian, which is. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's um, like, um, what's his name? Who took down Gawker, um, Peter Thiel. Yeah. He was like, he was like the the gay conservative who, um, right, uh, Gawker outed, and then he used, um, uh, what's his name, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> like Gawker. I mean, I will say, like, they, Gawker Gawker probably shouldn't have published like Hulk Hogan's sex tape. Yeah, I mean, they probably shouldn't have outed uh, Peter Thiel either. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Also, the worst one, I don't know if you remember this, but there was, um, there was a guy, he was like not, he was like middle management at some media company or maybe like mm -hmm. slightly middle management, but he was not like a household name. Like nobody would have known this guy's name. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was married to a woman, but he was having sex with a gay porn star. Yeah. A male gay porn star. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that porn star was like, if you don't give me money, I'm going to go to the media. And he was like, I'm cutting you off or whatever. And then he went to Gawker and Gawker published this guy's name. So they're like actively participating in a blackmail, right? Oh. Um, yeah, kinda. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jezebel's uh, a better one, Gawker, like, was at it. I did really like Jezebel. I won't say that. Yeah. They were all, they were all, they were connected, right? Yeah, they were the same. Gawker Media, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Gawker was one of the few places that was trying to, um, dig up stuff on, uh, Louie before. Um, yeah, I mean, like, they, 
I mean, like, in a way, they were, like, more morally consistent than a lot of journalistic places. They were like, is it, is it true? Is it interesting? Like, literally, that was, that was their two things. Was, is it true and is it interesting? Yeah, and, but, but they, they were also like, is it true? Who knows? We're just going to publish <laughs> everything and we don't know if it's true or not. Right. I guess the whole Hogan thing was also kind of participating in extortion, right? In the sense that, like... Yeah, I think there was extortion there, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they were pretty whatever <laughs> fucked up company. I don't know. Like, um, I obviously don't agree with Peter Thiel on anything because um, he, I mean, he was, like, one of the first people, one of the first, like, he might have been, like, the only person or definitely the first person in tech or one of the first, like, rich donor class people to get behind Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he was also one of the first to bail on Trump in 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also, I also like where he, because he's also like very, he's kind of a prepper, right? Um, like, like he definitely has like a bunker in New Zealand. And I just, oh, I haven't heard from him in a second, so I don't know if he's like living there. I don't know where he lives, but um, he, de- I don't know about New Zealand, but he definitely has bunkers somewhere, yeah. or multiple bunkers yeah. in multiple places. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I do, on some level, I do respect the um, being so crazy and being like, I want to take this thing down and then like spending a decade <laughs> doing that. I like, yeah. I like the, uh, the, problem, it's, the problem with it is that like, it does send this like message to the media that if they mess with billionaires, like billionaires will just, They'll wait 10 years and spend a lot of money. But most media, no one, I don't know if anyone can, um, you know, I don't think Gawker had the money that say like any, these these big media companies also have billions. I don't think it, I mean, it says that I guess maybe that's even worse than that. It just shuts down (laughs) like the little media companies. But again, the only group we've seen this really happen to is Gawker and it just seems like so specific but it does it does seem like and I mean like Trump would go broke trying to take down CNN I mean yeah but I mean but also like I think he's not a billionaire well yeah (laughs) well he might be after all the money he like stole from the American people (laughs) yeah he wasn't a billionaire before he was president who knows now yeah um yeah is he's i don't know uh i think do you think tucker carlson will run for president in 2024 oh in 2024 um i think he might run at some point i don't know about then i feel like trump might run again and if yeah. Trump runs again, it, no one's going to run. Well, what's going to be interesting is if yeah. Trump runs again, it's going to basically be like, I think, um, the 2016 Democratic primary where people are like, mm-hmm. where no one else was really going to hop in because they were like, well, it's Hillary. We got we to gotta right. give it to Hillary. Um, right. So, like, maybe there will be, like, one, like, you know, conservative, like, Bernie type who's just, like... Um, like doesn't believe any of the same shit but it's just like the one person who's like oh we're not gonna just like give it to this person let's try it but then probably i don't know or trump's not gonna run again but if he runs again no one else tucker carlson won't run they'll all step aside for trump i just i i i don't know it's tough because if if trump had like Mm self-awareness he would like realize that he didn't like being president because <laughs> uh, I do feel very strongly that I think he liked the title I don't think he likes doing the job no I, well he didn't really do the job he like watched yeah. TV, he like there's definitely no president that's watched more tv than him that's like that's like that was wild that um right. like if you looked at like a, an Obama schedule or a, a George W Bush schedule versus like a Trump daily schedule they're just like very wildly yeah i bet also like obama and bush's schedules were like always like pretty like printed out and like 
<laughs> you know, like it was it was probably very regimented, like this to this is this, this to this is this, and I then have to go here, here, and here. Where mm-hmm. I think Trump basically had no schedule. I think he kind of just like did whatever he want when he felt like it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like he would have a better time if he decided to become like a kingmaker and like not run again. Yeah, I don't well, he's gonna try. I don't know. He's just such a loser that it's just like so it's like I mean he started his blog and that went under so quickly. It's like everything he does goes Yeah. I mean like it is just like I mean like also him uh they are just like he's I don't think and I don't think he ever even got on parlor. Like I don't think he's on parlor. Um, no. And they were like welcoming him. And he was talking about like, that's the thing. If he, he can't start a social media company, I mean, it's going to fail so hard, like everything he does. Um, Mm -hmm. But he could have gone, he could have gone on parlor and then like, he could have probably built, but that's, it just wouldn't have been the same. I don't think he can, I don't think he'll, it took years. I mean, he really, I don't know if anyone liked Twitter more than him. I mean, he loved it. And he was always on it. He was like way before being president or before like getting political. He was tweeting at like celebrities. He was just like, um, who was it? It's like Vanessa Hudgens or one of those Disney (laughs) pop star women. I don't remember. Um, Who was with some other guy. I don't even know. Um, But he kept... um, he kept tweeting about um, some other guy. I don't know about like her relationship. It's like, oh, you're not going to go back to him. Like she's better than that. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you're like 60. This is so weird. Um, yeah. But... I mean, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like he won't. I mean, because also like the thing about Trump is, um, like, I think he doesn't like losing. And if he runs for president, there's a chance he, like, loses again. And uh, Yeah, and he lost to Biden, which is, like, pretty embarrassing. It is super embarrassing. I mean, like, he was a very unpopular person. <laughs> That's the thing. I honestly don't think he would have beaten anyone but Hillary. I think people just really hated Hillary, too. Right. And, I mean, it was... Um, Close. Yeah, and like, I th- I honestly think the only reason he ran is because there was enough people who probably would have preferred Hillary a little bit, and were like, obviously she's a better would be better than Trump, but she is gonna get it, and I can't stand her, and I won't vote for her. Right, I think uh, there was a lot of like, because the yeah, the, it was like protest votes. Like a lot of people voted for you know. Uh, Jill Stein thinking yeah. that like my vote doesn't matter anyway and like yeah like, I will say Jill Stein didn't if if I think it was like in the places that mattered if all the Jill Stein votes went to Hillary it still wasn't enough like so yeah but no but I mean like it all I think there were like a lot of people who thought it wasn't the yeah with it more just, people sat out um, yeah of course I mean voting rates are like incredibly low. I mean, the electoral college is disgusting and uh, needs to be abolished. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, now they just aren't gonna let anybody vote anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that's been like really wild about um, uh, COVID is that like, the Republican base is very, is old. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't care about protecting old people. And it's like, you know, they're your voters, right? Yeah. I mean, there's also like something very psychologically. There were also just like a lot of old people being like, I don't care about COVID. It's only old people who are dying. And it's like, you are 80. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> What, who do you think you are in this scenario? Yeah. No, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, but that's kind of the whole Republican party, even the people that aren't old. It's like, 
I mean, anyone who's not like rich is not really benefiting from their policies. Right. So it's like anyone, you know, anyone making less than six figures uh, doesn't benefit from Republican policies. And then even you don't really get the benefits of Republican policies till you make like seven figures. So it's like they really are the party of uh, millionaires, but they like um, they've done a really good job, like speaking to whatever these people it's like it's crazy that they're the party of like millionaires and billionaires and they come up and like the perception is still that they're less elitist than the democrats right and i mean like donald trump is definitely like economically to the well this statement kind of implies that donald trump has a like coherent ideology and he definitely didn't but he he had a rhetoric that was far more like populist and kind of left-leaning about like um, taking care of ordinary people that people found appealing. That's not like how he actually governed. Yeah. But it is. Um, yeah, no, he, um, well, it's just funny that the people who are like the, 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 the Washington, like Hollywood elites, like who just like talk down to us and think we're trash. And it's like, yeah, that's also Trump. <laughs> like he wouldn't right. touch most of you. He wouldn't shake most of your hands. He'd be like this. What is this disgusting poor thing near me? Get it away. That was so weird too. Like when, um, uh, when we were first hearing about COVID, but there weren't any lockdowns or anything. And they were like, we can still touch. Are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> you got okay. No, um, um, uh, we can still like shake hands and stuff. Uh, and like Boris Johnson was like shaking hands with his supporters and like probably got COVID at that He event. did get COVID. Yeah, no, he did get COVID, but we don't like a hundred percent sure, you know, he got it at that event. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just remembering when Trump got COVID and how beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a great day. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it, it would, it, there would have just, if he had died of COVID after saying that it's like not a big deal, it would have just been like, huh, it would have been like, it would have been great. It would have been um, so poetic, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing is a lot of these people now who are just like still going on about how it's not a big deal and like won't get vaccinated and like are very like public about that online. It's just you never want to live your life in a way where if you die of a thing, people will be like, that's ironic. Like you don't want, <laughs> you know? Yeah. When I, like uh, when um, uh, uh, when Rush Limbaugh died. And rest and piss was yeah. was trending, uh, and somebody and somebody tweeted like, "Live your life in such a way that when you die, rest and piss is not trending." <laughs> yeah. Or did you see the crab rave? No. What's the crab rave? That's um, I think it came out years ago, but it's basically like it's like a video of all these crabs coming out of a cave, and they all just start dancing to like rave music, and okay. um they just put on um, the words like Rush Limbaugh is dead over like these like happy crabs like shuffling around and uh you should look it up it's pretty great yeah. I mean just think of Rush, Rush Limbaugh crab rave is um right it's just like I yeah it, it's also just like the not getting vaccinated thing it, yeah it's just like aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> like, because like what you're saying when you like won't get vaccinated is I'm not worried for me. So it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, young people do die from COVID, you know? And like, yeah, but it's also it's just like, do you want to do you want to take the stand about how you don't need this vaccine? Or do you want life to go back to normal? <laughs> it's like, it's not gonna... <laughs> It's like, if you right. really wanted masks and all this shit to go away, just get vaccinated. And then uh, we can just like, not worry about this. Uh, right. And, like, I, I would another lockdown. But I don't know. I don't know if they would lock us down again. 
I kind of feel like they would just let the hospitals get overrun. I mean, that's like the other thing about lockdowns and stuff is people kept being like, it's all, we should have just let like old people die or whatever. But it's like, if they're like clogging up the hospital system, young people, other people will die of other things, right? Yeah. Well, then there's also the thing where people are like, the numbers are inflated because it's like, oh, they they say they died of COVID, but they also had cancer. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's like, I don't know, like, <laughs> if, if someone has cancer, there's a chance they'll get, they'll they'll survive. But if they have cancer and then also COVID, they're probably not going to. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it adds to it. It's like a factor. Yeah. It's, it's like, unless someone, unless it's like someone got shot and like killed and they're like there's COVID in the system and then they counted it but I don't think that was happening you know I'm, I'm just sorry I don't know why but that's so funny like a, like a guy comes in with a bullet hole in his chest and they're like swab his nose yeah swab the nose for COVID it's like I don't think that was happening I think it was like I think it was probably like diabetics and like cancer patients right and it's you know like they also are people who deserve to like you know we don't want people to die from diabetes either. Like I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I did, I was recently at a comedy show where one of the comedians was like an anti-masker, masker. Yeah. The anti-thing. He was an anti-masker, but he was like pro-vaccine. And it was kind of weird, but you're like, actually like intellectually that's more consistent than being anti-both of them. Wait, right? he, was, he was anti-mask but pro-vaccine? Yeah, that makes more intellectual sense than like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, America and freedom is like a weird thing because it's just like in other places, I feel like are all, you know, I would say that like the healthcare shit, it's like to have the freedom to like get medical treatment without going into debt is like more freedom. But America, you know, Americans like put up a fight with like seatbelts. Um, right. And, and it was just like. driving is like a huge thing people really wanted the right to drink and drive yeah so it's like all the same people and then it's just like it's like the people, i feel like the people who are saying like um oh you're wearing a mask you sheep it's just like oh you wear seat belts you fucking little sheep you know like soy boy sheep you're wearing a seatbelt. um and it's just also like everyone who says that like who all like the people on the right who say like oh you all sound like sheep they're all like basically saying verbatim the same thing so it's just like yeah I mean it's like you know like um I mean he's like gone off the deep end even uh more but it was always so funny when Milo Yiannopoulos would be like oh you guys just like follow the leader but then he'd like call Trump daddy and be like oh daddy tell me what to do and it's like what he was, uh, yeah, I mean, the more you look into him, the more you're like, oh, he's just, like, really fucked up and broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's now, uh, quote-unquote, ex-gay. Yeah, yeah, he's not gay anymore. And so he cares more about spoilers. Did you see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like, when I was gay, I didn't care about spoilers. I, like, even spoiled one of the, like, Star Wars movies. But now that I'm ex-gay I like really care about plot in a way that I never did before and I think it's because when I was gay I had like divorced myself from the human story the story of procreation yeah I don't know he also says that dogs don't bark at him anymore <laughs> I mean you know I do, I do I'm sure he's very like I'm sure he's had, you know, stuff in his, I feel sorry for him sometimes. Oh, well, he was, he basically admitted that he was molested and he was like, no, but I wanted it. And everyone was like, Ugh. Yeah, that it is also kind of weird <laughs> to cancel someone for that. Well, that's, I mean, he was, uh, cause I met him cause he did um, the Race Wars podcast with Sherrod and, um, uh, uh, Noam, the, uh, the owner of, uh, the seller was on the podcast. Um, and that was his point. He was like, um, he was like, wait, so people are attacking you for your admission of like being molested. 
Right. I mean, it was sort of like it. He did say it like this is the norm for gay people, and we are we're all okay with it. So that is yeah. where it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So like he would he was sort of advocating for it, but it's also like okay. He clearly um, hasn't like processed it well. <laughs> right. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think he's broken, as you said. Uh, yeah. But he also, you know, spews a lot of hate. Um, yeah. He was like the first with like deplatforming. He was kind of one of the first people, I think, to really be taken off. Line. Right, and he also like. So he was powerful, but I think he was also. What do you call it when you make a lot of? money but you spend it all immediately <laughs> i don't know is there a word for that i feel like a spendthrift is that i don't know yeah, i don't know something like that something um, like that so like when so so when he was sort of a powerful person that canceling did hurt because he was like in debt i mean whether it's like our responsibility as a society to be like, we gave you a lot of money for saying hateful things and now we're tired of you saying hateful things. And he was like, but I was counting on money for my hateful. Yeah, he lost a book deal. Yeah. Um, and I think he lost the backing of um, uh, whatever. There was like some billionaire person or family or couple or whatever that was like kind of funding him. And then they were just like, uh oh we're cool with all the other awful things you said but once you start defending pedophilia that's that's the one thing it's like you're gonna, you're gonna right. everything else yeah and i mean you know that's not like the worst bright line to have that you should know yeah more. i mean that's a fine line uh <laughs> but you know the line could probably be before that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true um it's also like interesting Like, because like one of his things, uh, he, he would be like, I'm not a racist because I have like um, partners who are like um, yeah. people of color, right? That was like his yeah. whole thing. But now that, like in that same post and trigger warning me for like disgusting racist stuff, uh, he was like, you know, when he was saying that he, cares about spoilers now because he's not gay um he also said my friends say i don't smell like black people anymore yeah. so, uh, he, the point is, is that <laughs> that milo yiannopoulos is always a racist and you can be attracted to people of color and still be racist and yeah, yeah. well so but then i guess and then I guess we can wrap up. Uh, I guess the, the final question is, so is, 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 um, what the fuck's his name? My, Milo Yiannopoulos? Milo. Uh, <laughs> we just saw how to like, how to, it just doesn't sound like a name. It's just very weird. <laughs> um, but so is Milo still gay and pretending he's not, or was he never gay? And was that all an act? I think he's still gay. And yeah. he's, uh, just needs a new thing to be relevant yeah and i mean it's not working i mean we are talking about him so i guess it's working a little bit but um yeah. you know he's not he was like super super relevant five years ago and now it, he's kind of like this curiosity from the past you know yeah and i i mean i mostly just talk about weird niche shit that like is not relevant <laughs> so it's like me talking about him doesn't uh <laughs> I think mean anything. I really, I think you're like a tastemaker. They're gonna be like, yeah. brought up yeah. on the mass cast. This is yeah, like, bring back Milo. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, no, I don't think he's gone. I don't. I mean, I think it's pretty over for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's still he's still hustling. Um, but yeah, and I mean, you know. Yeah. This hustling is bad. We should yeah. <laughs> on with your lives, 
I guess. Yeah, but um, I think that's. Do you want to? Do you want to plug anything? You can plug. You can plug your social media again or anything else going on. Yeah, uh, follow me at Ariel Dundas on Twitter, on uh, TikTok, on Instagram. Um, I would. Uh, I used to have a Zoom show called Conspiracy Brunch, and it'll be coming back as a podcast at some point, but not yet. So yeah. Stay, stay tuned, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Keep an eye out for Conspiracy Brunch. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter and you'll hear about it, I'm sure. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, it was fun. Let's see.